0: Hey, Wood, Eric Wood, welcome to the David Nurse Show as we get a little music to pump us up on this day, whatever day this is, you're listening to this podcast. How are you doing, brother? I'm
1: doing great. It's a pleasure. It's an honor to be back with you. I believe last time I was on, it was Pivot
0: and Go. I didn't make yeah. the art of, and I'm proud wow. to be on the yeah. David Nurse Show. How about that? I mean, just going through name change after name change. Like, I mean, you search anything, you're search about to search any type of podcast. And my podcast is going to come up. That's the strategy we're going for. <laughs> it was brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. keep flipping it over yeah. and, and, and every platform will have you at the top. I think we're going to keep this one unless I change my name at some point. I think we're going to stick with this one. Maybe you'll take Taylor's name one day. Who That's knows? true. I know. She does have a cooler name. Yeah. If I just name it, the Taylor Kalupa show. Really Mm -hmm. catch people off guard. Get a lot of more listeners that way. (laughs) All right, I digress. E. Wood, you're amazing. Second time on this podcast. That doesn't happen often. I don't know if it's because we always bring on new guests or nobody wants to come on again. You'd be the (laughs) deciding factor for that. No, you have a new book out, and I really want to get into this. Tackle What's Next. What a concept, though. What's Next? Because that is the pull on everybody's life of, okay, well, what's coming next? What's coming next? It can either either be a big fear or it can be a way of, hey, I know where I'm going. I can live in this, you know, just to kind of like, like you do, ultimate rhythm to your life. So we're going to dive into that. But what we like to do when people come on the podcast, hit them with a bang from the start. Eric Wood, tell us something different about you. Not the Bill's superstar announcer, author, speaker, Kids Love Sushi Fanatics. Tell us something about you, a little different.
1: Man, I might have gone the sushi route, but uh <sighs> gotcha. and, and we do we we might have a sushi date on deck tonight on this Friday, but yes. I'll say this, um man, I have like it's hard for me to go halfway into anything and I picked up pickleball now. <laughs> and I keep flirting with the idea of like maybe trying to make a run at being a professional pickleball player one day. And maybe it's because on my junior my junior year of high school, I wasn't even a starter on the football team, and then I eventually became a first round draft pick. So maybe that just gives me this false confidence that even as a former offensive lineman, maybe I can compete with these former tennis players and these guys who are remarkable out athletes out there playing pickleball, but. I kind of have like this deep burning desire
0: to try and go make a run at the World Pickleball League. I I mean, I think you do it. Like, if you're going to live true to the book title, tackle what's next, I mean, I could see you out there on the pickleball court literally tackling opponents could happen I think think that would be frowned upon
1: when I got drafted into the NFL I got really um I became fairly famous in Buffalo because I said you can do things on a football field that are illegal in public and I like that I was talking about the physicality of it I think those same things that I was talking about being illegal in public
0: would be illegal on a pickleball court (laughs) yeah probably I don't think I want you jumping over the net coming at me full steam little intimidation so let's get into this what's next can we kind of dissect this concept for people like when you say that tackle what's next, what does that truly mean to you in your life? And how can, how can people take this and be like, okay, well, I don't want to stress about what's next because the future is, is fearful, uncertain. How how do we live in just like the way you live your life? If people listen and follow Eric Wood, like dude is awesome. Like so cool. Like I just want to be around you. And that's truth. So, you know, one of my favorite feelings in the world, it's getting a great night's sleep on cozy and comfortable sheets and blankets. And for me and my wife, that is absolutely cozier, cozier, more comfortable than cotton. It's made from bamboo and get this, it has been featured on Oprah's favorites list. Oprah, yeah, favorites list for the last four years in a row. They even give a hundred night sleep test. It means you can try them out for 100 nights. And if you don't like it, you get fully refunded. It's high quality, so cozy, so comfy, you won't want to get out of bed. And now I teach people to just get, get, jump out of bed. But with Cozy Earth, you ain't going to want to get out of bed. And what they're doing for my listeners is incredible. Never been done before. 40% off. Are you kidding me? 40% off? If you go to Cozy Earth, COZY, earth.com and enter the code DavidNurse40 at checkout. That is DavidNurse40. You will get 40% off the best covers, the best sheets you've ever had in your life. Trust me, you will absolutely love these. You'll probably be sleeping in the next time I do a podcast. Check them out, CozyEarth.com, DavidNurse40 for your special discount. Well, one,
1: I appreciate that. I, I pulled this up on my phone before I came on, and I, and I often look at this because I really appreciate this text. We had left, um, I believe it was when we were together in Arkansas, and you said, I love how you live. You have fun. Don't take yourself too seriously, but kick tail at whatever you do. And I really appreciated that. And so kind of That's that true. mindset of not taking yourself too serious, having fun, and, and kicking butt whatever you do, That that's a that's a mindset, that's an approach that'll help you make this next chapter of your life the best yet. And so a lot of the concept behind tackle what's next is fueled from this journey out of the NFL that we detailed on the previous podcast. But for those that didn't listen to the previous one, I had a career-ending neck injury that I had no idea was coming. It was my ninth year in the NFL, and I had been given a contract extension before the season. I played every single snap that season. The Bills break, the longest playoff drought in all of professional sports. All of that is at a peak, and after the season, my career is stripped from me. I find out that I have this career-ending neck injury, and that forced me on a journey to figure out what was going to be next in my life. And people will often talk about that high school were the best days of your life. Former professional athletes will talk about, man, that time in the league was the the best days of, of our lives well, I don't want to live my life like that. I want to live my life that this next chapter is always going to be the best. Me and my wife often talk about it, and it's not blowing smoke, that, man, that last year, that was the best year of our life. And each new year brings new challenges, um, different joy-filled moments, and we just feel like with that mindset that we're constantly making the next chapter of our life the best yet. And so when I got out of the NFL, I started a podcast called What's Next with Eric Wood. David was – generous enough to be a guest twice on my show as well. And it was learning from people like yourself that could help me navigate this next chapter of life, transitioning out of pro sports. And when I thought about writing this book, I just knew that so many of these lessons, so many of these stories and the experiences that I've had could be translatable to anyone in life. And some have gone through a major transition, have hit this major pivot point in life because of COVID or a loss of a loved one or whatever it may be. But the lessons that I learned from transitioning out of pro football can be applied to those that just say, you know what? I want to make tomorrow better than my today. I want to wake up tomorrow Mm. and live life on fire and be completely inspired and joy-filled and live with a sense of purpose.
0: And this book can be a blueprint for that. It's beautiful. The best is yet to come. A good friend of ours, John Gordon, always says that, but it is very true. Do you have any tips for how you go about that as far as using a setback to actually be a setup? Because most people, if they had a debilitating neck injury, would be like, well, over, checking out, life is done. How do you use your setback to become your setup? Yeah, so in the title
1: of the book, the the first uh, part of, of the addition to the title is Own Your Story. And a lot of that is having perspective in life. And, and having the correct perspective is key in not allowing adversity to wreck you. Tony Robbins says that oftentimes the worst thing that ever happens to you will be the best thing that ever happens to you. Ed Milette says things happen for you, not to you. Well, if you live in, in the opposite mindset, then you'll say, man, this adversity I, I can't make it through it. Or, well, I, I guess this just isn't meant to be. I'm not supposed to be fulfilled in life. I'm not supposed to be happy or wealthy or whatever it is that you want in life. But taking the right perspective can change everything. I entered oh. the NFL, and I had never been hurt before in my life playing sports. They say the injury rate in football is 100%, and I, but I never missed a game. I started 49 straight games in college and never missed a game. Started my first 11 games in the NFL, and then I do the Joe Theismann leg break, which ends many careers. So I leave the field in Jacksonville straight in an ambulance straight into surgery to try and protect the nerves and arteries of my leg. The next year, I do a high ankle sprain and miss games. The next year after that, I tear my ACL, MCL, and lateral meniscus. And then the following year, I tear my other MCL. First four years in the league, I'm missing games each and every time. It took a lot to have the perspective of not saying – why me, Mm -hmm. why God, why am I having all this? But that put me in a mindset to figure out, is there anything that I could be doing different? Should should all these injuries be showing me something? I changed my training routine. I changed nutrition. I dug in on my faith life, and this is not a prosperity gospel message, but I got baptized that off season. I signed a contract extension with the Bills. Thank God they still signed me to an extension after that. And I go on to start 52 straight games, which is the most for any active center in the NFL. Those injuries allowed me to have that next successful chapter of my life in my playing career because I was able to learn from those setbacks and have the mindset that everything's happening for me. What can I learn in these situations?
0: that's, That's awesome. It's so hard for people to understand that when they're going through it but it's always something in hindsight that you see like hey the past happened to a re- for a reason so that i can use the past for others it's tough it's very tough to do but when you do it's an ultimate game changer man that is perspective what i believe is the most powerful tool you can have is how you view what happens to you your perspective so You have a lot of amazing chapters in this book, and I love the chapter titles because it's basically a different section for how you can grow, like focus on your health, choose a greater perspective, examine your gifts. And what I really love that I know you have a great story behind that we need to hear is create a vision for your future. Can you tell the audience how powerful that is in your life when you realize, because you told me the story of, all right, this is what the ideal NFL lineman is is supposed to be and how you actually accomplish that.
1: Yeah, this is wild. And in the concept of vision and manifestation, this wasn't something that I was reading about and watching videos about when I was in college, but my stepdad found in a magazine, it was a a pre NFL combine issue of Sports Illustrated, let's call it. And there was a cutout, there was a picture Of what the ideal center would look like, and the characteristics and and intangibles and intangibles that this ideal center would have. He'd be six foot four, three hundred and ten pounds. He would run this forty time. He would do this amount of bench press reps. All the way down to um, he would have a a mind that was, you know, had watched so much film that he could uh, anticipate the defense. And so I put this cutout in my locker. And for three years, I looked at it every single day. Yeah. Now it wasn't like a, any type of meditation practice where I stared at it. It just was there, and it was there constantly as a reminder, similar to how people will post their goals on their wall. Or I'm big on having, you know, a Bible verse on the wall before we leave the garage each day, so that it's yeah. in your mind as you leave. So I had awesome. this picture in my locker for three years, and I get to the combine, and God blessed me to be six foot four, so that was already a given. But when I stepped on the scale at the NFL Combine, I was exactly 310 pounds. Exactly. The ideal 40 time was a 5140. I ran a 5140. I had never benched 225 pounds 30 times in my life. The ideal center would bench it 30 times. And at the combine, I hit exactly 30 <laughs> bench press reps. It's wild that That's when crazy. you commit your mind to something, the law of attraction is going to bring you. To that in your life. And I got to see it firsthand from experience. And it wasn't, you know, this wasn't something I was studying at the time. This is something that came into my life and a lesson that I can now pass on to others.
0: Dude, that's, that's so good. I have a picture of Joe Rogan right here by me for podcasting. No, not really, but it would, I would probably help. Eric, that's amazing. It is literally through faith and through, I mean, you had that You had that picture that you would take daily steps towards that. So when you have this what's next vision, it doesn't just automatically happen. You have to take the daily steps towards that, creating this plan. So in doing so, like, okay, we have what's next. We have our vision, let's say. But how do you get there when you want to get there so fast? Never happens fast. So literally, how do you enjoy the journey? How do you find contentment in the day to day without becoming burnt out
1: that's that's a great question thank you thank for you for me it's you. all yeah it's all about stacking wins in your life and when you are stacking wins in your life you will Love be that. fulfilled people often ask me what my biggest regret was for my NFL playing career and I'll tell them that for the first I'll call it 6 years of my career I just I wasn't appreciating the moment I was not appreciating the fact that I'm living out my dream of being in the NFL being a captain of an NFL team that I get to I get to do this every single day I just put so much pressure on myself to figure out you know how am I going to make another Pro Bowl how are we going to get the bills over the hump and, and break this playoff drought I never truly enjoyed it until maybe my sixth year in the NFL and I started these gratitude drives to the stadium where I would drive to the stadium in the morning we only lived about five minutes from the stadium and I would go in completely silent and it'd be completely dark outside, and I would see the stadium lights from miles away, and I would think, man, how lucky am I to get to go to work today? And I'd walk in with my hair on fire. So I'll, so, so to answer your question in a few ways, one, start your days with a gratitude practice. We all have so much to be grateful for. 30 days of a, gra- of a morning gratitude practice, such as writing three things down you're gra- grateful for, will help you And will force you to look for things throughout the day that you are grateful for. Because the way our brain works, it wants the least amount of stress on it. And so by when your brain knows that you're going to have to write those things down, it'll start looking for those things and making note of them throughout the day. And then I would add on to that, at the end of the day, write down three wins from the day. The number one performance indicator in all of sports, business, whatever it may be, is confidence. Confidence comes from stacking wins, from proving to yourself you could do it. Well, oftentimes when we lay our head on our pillow at night, we will focus on that one thing we screwed up on throughout the day. That one time we lost our patience, that one time we said a curse word or threw our pickleball racket, we'll, we'll, throw, we'll, we'll focus on that one thing and not focus on the so many wins that we stacked each day. Stack those wins each and every day and write them down at night. You'll find yourself more confident. You'll find yourself more grateful with the gratitude practice in the morning and you will start to enjoy the journey because ultimately it is all about the journey. When you become a first round draft pick and that's all you thought about, if you didn't enjoy the journey, that that first round draft pick status, that is not going to fulfill you. You're not going to wake up in five years from then and say, well, at least I was a first round draft pick. Everything else is wrecking my life, but at least I was a first round draft pick. That's not how it works. You have to
0: constantly be
1: enjoying the process and the journey in life.
0: Mm, mm, yes, the the stacking of the wins and the gratitude. People will hear that and like, eh, well, does it really work? Well, what people are searching for is a dopamine hit, which you try to get off social media or there's validation, but you can create your own dopamine hit through these little small wins, and they can be the smallest of small wins. It doesn't have to be somebody else tells you that you win. So like, I challenge everybody to listen to that. Apply that morning, evening, probably take – seven and a half minutes overall, maybe if that like very, very easy to do and the benefits are immense. Okay. One thing I love about you is your ability to say no. So when people think about what's next, it's like, man, I got to take this opportunity or I got to take this one or I got to this one. Like I get in that kind of that mode of like, Oh, I'm just gonna say yes to everything. Why not? I can do it all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." But being around you, I, I don't remember the specifics. You told me a story, something like you had p- potentially there was like seventy-five dollars to $100,000 on the line, and you said no to be with your family instead of take more gigs and opportunities. Can you speak on that power of no and how powerful it's been in your life and on how to find your what next? You don't say yes to everything. You got to say no. That feeling when you are just recharged, you don't have any sickness, no ailments, you have full optimal energy. You are functioning at your highest level. You want to recreate that? Yeah, sure. You do. I do. We all do. And then you can times it by 10. What I'm about to tell you is going to blow your mind. So hold on here. This, this is real. Hyperbaric chamber. If you don't know what it is, look it up right now. Look up Eleve Health, E-L-E-V-E health.com. It's an oxygen Miracle. What it is, HBOT, the hyperbaric chamber, it's a simple and non-invasive therapy where you go into this, it places a body in a pressurized environment that allows extra oxygen to dissolve in the blood plasma and travel freely throughout your circulatory system, getting more red blood cells flowing naturally to the body's function. It's going to help you Kill off any harmful bacteria. It's going to help you detox, increase your oxygen concentration, resist and fight infection, heal wounds faster, improve oxygen supply, reduce swelling, stop infection, lower inflammation, all while you're relaxing in the chamber. I I, I kid you not. This is what the pros, the top Olympic athletes, what everybody uses for the highest optimization recovery. This is called... Hyperbaric Chamber, HBOT from Eleve Health, E-L-E-V-E Health.com. Message me separately, too, if you want to get a specific deal on this. Check it out as you're a sports team, if you're an individual, if you're just somebody who loves optimization, it will be an absolute life changer for you.
1: Right, right. You, We can get in this shiny object Mode where we just chase the next shiny object. But in life, we'll, we're not defined by our yeses. We're defined by our nos. We have this Good. resource of time that is so finite and so many of us waste it. And man, I'm a people pleaser by nature. I, I am. That's, that's how I want to be. And for me to say no is often very uncomfortable. But it's all about having your core values, having your priorities straight, having your goals, and knowing exactly where you want to go, which is a constant it's a constant thing that needs to come up in your life so that you can navigate. So it could be your, your core values could be your comp compass to figure out what you're going to say yes and say no to. And for me, it's constantly a, Hey, should I chase after this next broadcast gig? Or is this time with a four and a seven year old and my wife more important? And that's a constant weighing that we all have in our lives, but we will be defined by our nose at our end at the end of our life, because that will free up time For those that are most important to us, free up time to focus on what can take you and get you that one percent better every single day, so that you can you can find uh, you can fulfill your goals that you've set for yourself. And I'm glad you said that. And I'll make sure my wife listens to this because at (laughs) times she 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 thinks that I say yes to too many things, and and I feel that same exact way. But like I said, you'll be defined by your nose.
0: Yeah, it's true. And, I mean, as driven people, listen to this, high performers, everybody wants to say yes. You want to be in those rooms. I mean, I caught myself in five cities in seven days, and, and Taylor was just like, hey, I mean, you got to slow down. Like, you just can't. You just can't do it. And those no's make those yeses so much more powerful. I love it. There's and, one- and I'll, say, that, I'll yeah. say
1: this for those out there as well. Take this practice with you because it's very easy, and people want takeaways from a podcast. So for those listening – yep. When you get asked to do something, let's call it three months out, if it's not an absolutely hell yes moment, then say, hey, I cannot commit to this at this time, but please reach out two weeks prior and I will give you an answer at that date. There are so many things that we commit to months away yeah. and we say, well, I, I am free at the time, but something may come up. There's going to be a recital, a, a child sports game. There's going to be something that you could potentially miss. And, and I wish I knew that earlier in life. There's so many times I commit to things that are months away and I'm like, yeah, yeah I guess I have time for it. If it's not mm-hmm. an absolutely done deal, then just
0: say, please reach back out at a later date. I wish someone had told me that uh, earlier in life. Yeah. And you know what? True friends understand. Like if you would have got on here and be like, hey, dude, I got to help my wife or son or daughter, like, I'd be like, yeah, dude, go. Like I'd be pissed at you if you came on this podcast when you had something more important. So true friends will understand your nose. Man, great takeaway, big time. Just drop in the knowledge. There's one more chapter I want to touch on. All the chapters, valuable, impactful, but this one called Be Coachable. And I'll tell players that I work with, as I'm sure you do as well, the most important skill you can actually have is coachability. Are you willing to listen and apply going to the wise for wisdom? But just, just talk about how important, because you do a great job of it. One of the most phenomenal, you hit up me, John Gordon, Ed Milette, Ben Newman, like, hey, guys, can you help me figure out what's next? I'm like, dude, that's a, that's a genius move. I got to do that too. So how important is be coachable towards figuring out what your next is?
1: Yeah, through sports. Sports can teach you so many lessons in life, but one of the lessons I got was how valuable coaches are in your life. And I I was lucky to play for so many great coaches, and those coaches taught me that in anything, you can make anything habitual. I never played center before, before I got to the University of Louisville. Bobby Petrino taught me how to snap a football and do shotgun snaps and to this day, I can walk in the other room and, and snap a football and hit the quarterback right on his sternum if I wanted to. Jeez. It becomes muscle memory, but you can be coached into anything. And I think it's so valuable for others that you, you play sports or you're being taught in school and then you get to this point in your life where you start a job and you start a family and you stop being coached. Well, I'm so, so passionate about finding others that can coach me. And, and I'm so obsessed with being a constant learner in life. Me and my wife, we want to have a great relationship. So you know what we do? We go to couples Bible studies to learn from others. I want to turn into a great businessman after my NFL career. So I have an executive coach in my life. I wanted to transition to a, a, a chapter in life where I'm podcasting and speaking and author. So I reached out and you were generous enough to, to bless me with some of your time. And so is Ed Milette and John Gordon and Ben Newman to navigate that next chapter and be coachable. Well, you, you often think that you're wasting someone's time. Or you're, you're, you're taking someone's time away from them, but really you're allowing them to be fulfilled by pouring into you and serving yeah. you. So you're allowing them to be fulfilled and then you honor them by putting it into practice. If I would have sat there a year ago and asked you guys all those questions and didn't have this book over my right shoulder, tack, tackle what's next to, to, to show for it. I wouldn't be honoring you guys with the time. If I didn't, progress in my podcast or my speaking, that wouldn't be honoring you guys, but taking the lessons that people give you, that's how you honor
0: those coaches in your life. It's so true. People want to bless you. And if you don't take their advice or taking their time to give you advice, you become a blessing blocker. And most people will hear, but not apply. That's so valuable. So valuable. So E, as we wind down here, I need to ask you the question, What's next for you, Mr. What's Next? What is next?
1: Hopefully, a Bill Super Bowl run. I'm <laughs> the radio analyst for the Buffalo Bills, so I'll be following the Bills for the rest of this season. Chiefs, this book Chiefs, releases Chiefs, Chiefs. Uh, on October 11th, and I'm excited to share that with the world. And there's a lot of media and stuff that goes along with that. But honestly, what's next for me is trying to be a rock star dad and husband every single day, digging deeper in my faith constantly. And taking those opportunities that come my way and attacking them full speed, and and not taking myself too seriously, like you said, having Good. fun but kicking butt at whatever I'm doing. Maybe there's a world pickleball championship uh, in my in my future, uh, but for me in the short term, still at my podcast. What's next with Eric Wood? The book release and the Bills broadcast is occupying a lot of my time. Mm-hmm.
0: Isn't it so freeing? Like when you have all this of what can be coming up next? What's next? to not feel the pressure, the weight on your shoulders, because you have your faith in something other than yourself. Like I, I tell people that if, even if like you don't believe in the Bible or God's principles or Jesus, like even just the belief in that God is guiding your life is a weight off your shoulders in itself. Like why wouldn't you want that? Crazy, right?
1: No doubt about it. And constantly we're all looking for contentment and peace in life. Whether you say those words or not, that's what we all want is contentment. For some, they think contentment comes with a mega yacht. For others, it might be a private plane. For others, it might be to get out of debt, to pay off a house or a car. Look, That contentment, you think it's going to come from this financial freedom, but oftentimes contentment in life comes from understanding that we are living this life here on earth, and it's just a mist, the Bible says. It's like a mist. It's so short, and forever we'll live in eternity, if um, we honor God and, and, and we have faith. And so, for me, it's a everything in this world is trying to distract you from that peace, to tell you you need Man. this, you need that. Um, it's it's amazing. I heard this yesterday, how we are preaching this message of tolerance in America right now, but constantly intolerant of the Bible. And it's amazing that. We want to be tolerant of everything except for what Jesus taught us 2,000 new years ago, that most of which, all of which
0: I should say, still applies today. Yeah, dude, that's so good. Like, challenge you listening out here. Read the Bible. Listen to Like, listen to some sermons. Like, you will feel much more free, a weight off your shoulders. You don't have to do this life yourself. Ewood, would that is beautiful. How can we all follow you, support you? October 11th is when the book drops, so everybody buy one for yourself and 13 for all your cousins and family members and Christmas gifts and everything. How can we all follow you, e well, you're the man. I appreciate you plugging
1: the book. And so it's available on Amazon. You can go to ericwoodmedia.com slash book and order that as well. I'm, uh, I'm most active on Instagram at EWood70. I'm also on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and all that. and uh, But I am most active on Instagram. That allows anyone to message you on there. So hit me up. Let me know what you think about the book, the podcast, anything I have going. I would love to hear from you and connect with anybody that's in following of David because I want to follow right behind David and, and, and spread the positivity and joy. And, and and try and help people level up in their
0: lives just like David does dude you're the best and hey he's a great follow husbands out there fathers yeah a lot of like the pictures that you put with your kids and your family it's it's awesome man it's the best part about you I love it all How right this? drop the How mic this? No. oh go 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 yeah well,
1: yeah Real quick on the pictures with my family and whatnot. So when I was playing in the NFL, I kept my Instagram private, which I wouldn't recommend for anyone to do if you're going to get a job in media afterwards. But I kept it (laughs) private because I wanted to be pictures of my family and just really see pictures of my buddies and their kids and whatnot. And then I realized at one point that these pictures of me attempting to be the best husband and dad I can be that might be inspiring to someone that that might lead someone just because I play football or Uh, played uh, football uh, uh, that might lead someone to say well Eric thinks it's cool to take his daughter on a date I might do the same Eric thinks it's cool to go out and shoot hoops with his son during the day and call it homeschooling when he's off school like that kind of stuff if it can inspire others to take date nights with their wife to to love and respect their wife then then maybe that's uh, worth opening up to the world, so I opened up my Instagram account, and uh, there's there's a reason that my Twitter and Instagram are, are a little disproportionate with the amount of followers, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, so I, 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 for me, it's like, okay, what's the point of social media if I can inspire someone, if I can help one person
0: in their relationship with their wife and kids, perfect. There it is. Hey, I was gonna say drop the mic, but here's what I want to do. I want everybody listening to this rewind. Well, rewind the whole episode and listen to it again because you're going to get nuggets that you didn't pick up the first time rewind those last two minutes and that's what I want to drop the mic with use your platform no matter how big or small for the benefit of others to be an influence of a great father a great husband a great leader Ewood, would that's magical unless you have something else that's like burning on your heart you're like hey I want to drop the mic with this I think we go out. and that. No, not necessarily,
1: that. other than just kind of reiterating what I was saying earlier with the no's in that Good. get clear about where you want to get to, what your personal mission statement is, whether that's impacting others and using your platform, whatever it is. Get crystal clear with your mission statement. Get crystal clear with your core values. And
0: saying no and stacking wins in your life will become a lot easier. It's beautiful. What you have an open invitation for this podcast anytime because you just bring it. Bring it. Bring the fire. Eric Wood, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You're the man.
1: My pleasure, brother. Thanks for having me.